Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright friends, welcome back to the show, and today I am super excited to bring you an Aaron Sorkin double feature with Molly's Game and Moneyball. I am super excited to record this episode. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Aaron Sorkin is a really accomplished writer and director, probably most famous for The West Wing, uh, Molly's Game, Moneyball, obviously. Those are two pretty pretty famous movies, I would say. Um, he just wrote and directed The Trial of the Chicago 7, which just came out on Netflix, and probably most importantly to this show, The Social Network. The sure, sure, listen, take two on that. The Social Network. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers, but if you've been a long-time listener of the show, I've definitely talked about The Social Network before. I can't remember if it was a full episode or... Um, or a feature on another episode. I think it was a full episode. I'm like 99% sure, but don't quote me on that. If you do happen to remember the episode, then you probably remember that I love The Social Network, like more than I can possibly describe. It's such a weird movie that I just am always like wanting to throw on. Like if I can't think of anything else to watch, let's watch The Social Network, which is so weird. It's not really like the type of movie that leaves you feeling good at the end, but for me, it's just such a feature of directing and writing. The score is amazing. The performances are amazing. Everything about the movie is perfect to me, and I just love to watch it. It's endlessly watchable for me. It's so entertaining. The writing style is perfect. So, you'll imagine how happy I was when I turned on Molly's Game, and immediately we get into some Sorkinisms. I was so excited. I fucking love this movie i'm sorry i try not to curse on this show as often because i have a bunch of uh a bunch of moms and a grandma listening to this show mine not just some random one in case you're wondering uh my mom listens to this too but other moms do too okay listen uh, my my listener base is like 90 percent adults who probably think it's weird when a kid swears but I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to let you be offended on this one because this movie deserves it. This is such a good movie. I, I loved it. Like, it's got the same factor as the Social Network for me because it has so fast paced and it has such an interesting singular voice in its main character. It is incredible. Like, some of the monologues that go on throughout this movie are just so captivating and I love the fact that it spans such a wide period of time and makes it feel like it's you know you know it's barely five minutes like it is so fast moving and so interesting and it can it show you so many different aspects of this character and of her life in such a such a fast-paced and quick-witted way it's amazing like the the character work in this movie is really, really fantastic, and the actors and actresses who have been hired to perform it, they just do an incredible job. I mean, there are very specific types of actors who can pull off Sorkin dialogue, especially when it gets this fast-paced and this relentless, and certain actors can't, but these actors all can. They do an incredible job. Like, Jessica Chastain, 100,000% stole the show for me. She did such a good job in this movie. You really, really feel for her. You feel her pain. You feel her success. You feel like every emotion that she goes through throughout this movie. And you build such a personal connection with her, which is just fantastic. You know, not not every movie can do that this well. And the fact that it did, man, amazing. Like, it really, really blew me away. I love, um, I love this movie. It's just 
fantastic. A lot of times I feel like uh, I'll say I like a movie and then there's like a caveat or I like a movie except for blank or whatever or like go into it with this specific thing in mind. But I mean, dude, get out of here with all of that for this movie. This movie is amazing. Hands down, nothing I would change about it. I loved it so, so much. It made me immediately want to watch The Social Network again, which is not that uncommon, but it's a really good thing and I'm not going to complain. I just loved it. And what a weird story to tap into. Like, what a random story that he decided to to write and turn into something so crazy entertaining. I know, obviously, it was based on the book, and, and the book was, you know, a, a written version of the, the real-life story. But it's just, like, such, a, such an interesting concept that almost seems fake. Like, it doesn't even seem like this could be real. But the fact that it is real kind of makes it a little more interesting. And I love the whole idea of these like characters serving as like parallels to real people like these players were real celebrities and real people but the names obviously aren't real so people on the internet have been theorizing based on certain stories about these games like what what character is like who who this is and who that is and, and it's it's like a whole interesting thing like it sparks a great conversation and it's all around a really great movie that totally deserves more recognition i don't think enough people have heard the story or have seen this movie so please i implore you it's on netflix right now uh i actually got it out of the library right before it hit netflix like literally two days before which was a little frustrating but you know whatever it's okay it's good that more eyes will be on it because yours definitely should be this movie is amazing hands down no holds barred amazing amazing movie please go check it out it's really really great also Moneyball. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have less to say about this one. Um, it's not that I didn't like it because the way I, that started, it sounded like I didn't actually really did like this movie. It's really, really good. Uh, very well directed, a really amazing, distinct style to the directing, very personal story. The, the close-ups and the angles and some of the shots are so, so, so good. Like it's masterful. Some of the shots that are in this movie help you build such a personal connection to Brad Pitt's character in such a unique way that I think you could teach a uh, beginner's class to the language of film uh, just based on this movie. Like, the way it plays with your vernacular of, um, of like, the what I said, the language of film, it's it's very masterful. Uh, hold on, though. Let me, let me put a pin in that real quick. This movie, if you didn't know, is about... Um, it's about Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, and it's their life story. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's about uh, Brad Pitt, and uh, he's playing a character named Billy Bean, I think. I didn't pull up the IMDb page for this fast enough. Um, but he's playing a, a GM for the um, the Oakland A's baseball team, and he is developing, with Jonah Hill's character, a new way of looking at sports statistics. And so they're trying to find a way to to play against teams like the Yankees with a fraction of the budget. And so they're trying to find the most undervalued players in sports and organize a team based on these sort of what everyone else views as sloppy seconds and try to build them into a team that could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of the biggest in the world. And it's a really, really interesting story. The same way with Molly's Game. It's such an odd thing from like a really obscure corner of the world. Not that Oakland is obscure, but like this this um idea i feel like it's something that not a lot of people know that story it's in that way it's obscure so i think it was really interesting story to tell and it's obviously very well told because it's got a great director and a great writer behind it but uh 
to double back to what I was saying about the the whole language of film thing, listen, there's a lot of stuff that you could say about this. I'm not as well versed in it as I would like to be. It's something that's very, very, very complicated, and it would take years to master and to, to even just talk about competently. But in basic terms, everyone over the course of their life, as they watch movies, they learn uh, basically a second language, and that language is film. Visual storytelling is totally different from the way you would tell a story if you were writing it on the page. And it's very powerful because you can use a lot of things that visually can be alluded to or can tell you through symbolism that um, aren't even acknowledged and it's just there for you to pick up on in the background. It really unlocks a whole nother level of telling a story. And it's also very important that you know how to do that because if you are trying to have a, a scene where you want to grow close to a character, you want to stay connected to that character. You want the human element in there. You want a lot of close-ups. You want a lot of tight angles. You want stuff that keeps you with them in this emotional moment, for instance. You don't want, like, a wide shot of a breakup scene. You want a, a closer shot where you can get, like, both of the people and you can really clearly see who they are. And then you want some close-ups of their different reactions and how they, they talk about it. You don't want to stay wide on that type of moment because that creates a disconnect between the audience and the characters and what they're experiencing in the story. So this movie, I think, does a really, really great job of that. And I think it doesn't only play on what I was just talking about of keeping things close with Brad Pitt, because there is a lot of stuff that's very close and oftentimes can get handheld. And there's certain like camera movements that at first can seem kind of jarring. But I think they do a really great job and go a long way in building your connection with him because you're very close with him on his uh, emotional moments. And it helps you sort of see what he's feeling and allows Brad Pitt to act and really f fill out that role. But I think it also does a great job of doing the complete opposite of what I just said. Uh, breaking the rule that I said about you don't want to do wide stuff when you're trying to build a, an emotional moment. I think it does a really great job of playing with the idea of scale. How small Brad Pitt is in this world. How small this team is in a world of giants and of titans like the, the Bo Sox and the, the Yankees and teams like that that kind of dominate the the league and the sport and how small and almost impossible it seems for him to overcome these odds he's a lot of times framed in um framed in a location where there's a lot more space a very vast environment around him uh, he's alone in a, a big empty house or he's sitting in a car in front of a you know, like a like a waterway, like a like a dock or something, in a totally empty parking lot, which makes him seem kind of small and frame. He's walking across an empty baseball field, laying down on an empty baseball field. He's very small in a very large, empty environment, and it sort of gives you an emotion in a different way. It it enhances the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of like the odds being stacked against you, and you being sort of you're, you're you're fighting against the the other people that are a part of this team to to play you know to play the the team members that you've picked out the way they're designed to be played you're fighting um you're fighting against much bigger teams with a lot more funding and and, and it just can seem like a lot sometimes so it's it's like really really cool the way this movie breaks the rules 
that I, you know, I kind of laid out, which is just something that they will, that people like film professors or whatever would teach you to do. You would try to stay close with these kind of emotional moments, but it, it gives you a different kind of emotion and it does it very well and it does it very subtly. And it's good because you can tell you're in competent hands. There's a fair balance of both. You, you know, you, you get your close-ups, you get your, um, your, your tighter angles, but you also get your wider shots where you really get to, to breathe in the, the different kinds of feelings the filmmakers are trying to evoke. So I thought it did a really good job of balancing both, breaking rules in a creative way, playing on your expectations, the directing in this movie really outstanding and I didn't mean to talk about it for that long but I think it was worth it to really try to explain what I was trying to say because I mean wow that was probably my favorite part even more than the right than the writing which surprised me because it was Sorkin which is why I was was interested I know this is a really popular movie that I've never seen so there was that too but it was really Sorkin's name that got me in the door and and you know I like Brad Pitt and everything too so it wasn't a tough sell but it just surprised me how good the directing was in this movie the writing is good too obviously uh, and I love the pacing in this movie. I love the way that it builds suspense in a very different way. This is the most non-traditional baseball movie I think that's ever been made. I love that it gives Jonah Hill a different kind of role to play. You know, he he's kind of typecast. He always kind of plays the same character. And this is a totally different role for him, which I really, really enjoyed. Everybody in this movie does a really great job. And it's very believable. It's very personable, uh, very personal as well. The filmmaking style really gives you the emotion that it's designed to. It also has a very gritty sort of ground level cinematography type where you feel um, you feel very grounded. You feel very connected to these people. They feel real. You know, it really feels like you're just dropping into this world rather than like the Hollywood produced version of this world. So I liked everything on this movie in this movie. Uh, it's really, really great. I don't think I liked it as much, and I don't know if I'll go back to it as much because it's a little bit slower moving, a little bit more meth more methodical than something like Molly's Game or The Social Network, and I'm more a fan of Sorkin movies when they're very fast moving, when they're very quick-witted, and, and so that makes them a little more entertaining for me. So I don't know how often I'll go back to this, but when I do, I definitely know I'll enjoy it. It's a really, 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 really great movie, and I'd highly, highly recommend it. So yeah. The, both these movies totally totally great to watch and and they kind of make a good double feature uh yeah great stuff loved it all right before i get out of here i want to say that i am grateful for my new freaking macbook uh, a lot of very pressing um that's not the right word but um a very very overwhelming kind of adulting choices that i had to make about like prices and what kind do i want and how am i going to pay for it and like do I want, uh, you know, do I want insurance? And if so, what kind? Where am I getting it? You know, what's, where am I buying the actual laptop? What has the best price? When am I going to pay it? Whatever. You know, the type of things that come with that, but I'm not very used to them because really the, the only experience I really have with that was buying a new phone recently, but that's not, you know, that wasn't as big of a deal. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as, daunting of a choice but this was a lot more intense so i'm very glad that i had very helpful parents who helped me facilitate it and i'm really glad that i got it because i love macbooks and i've always really wanted one and now that you know i'm getting closer to to leaving high school and and getting closer to really needing one of my own that's not school provided this is a really great choice and i was really happy to get it so 
yeah, grateful for my new gadget. It's going to make a lot of things a lot easier, and I am super, super happy and lucky to have it, even when it drove me a little bit crazy. So that's what I'm grateful for. All right. This is a little bit long, but I still think I kept it shorter than some other movie, uh, other episodes where I covered multiple movies. So I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm getting better, guys. Always, always constantly evolving. Um, please, uh, if you enjoy this episode, please rate and review wherever you get your podcast. You can do it right in app. Five stars is super helpful. I uh, really appreciate it, and it helps out the show a lot. While you're there, please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. I post these every Tuesday and Thursday, and sometimes there's a bonus that goes up another day as well. So please subscribe so you never miss any of those. That would be really great. If you have somebody in your life you think would like this show, please send them my way. I'd love to have them. Always great to get more, more ears tuning in. So, yeah. If you want to find every possible place where you can listen to this show, links to the latest episode, as well as links to all my Amazon stuff and uh, a whole lot more, links to contact me and uh, as well, you can find that all at moviesandmorepod.com. And, you know, this is a great hub for everything I do here, so thank you for, for checking that out. Thank you for doing everything that I just said, uh, if you have already, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But most importantly, thank you as always for listening. This is a really fun episode to record. I'm really happy with how it turned out. So I'm glad that you got to hear it. And uh, until next time, um, man, what movie would, do I quote? I don't know. How about none? Bye. <laughs>